So reading from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 56. Dukish Hanat Viknamana, Sukeshu Vikatas Viha, Vitara Gavayakrora, Sita Dir Moniru Chate. One who is not disturbed in mind, even amidst the threefold miseries, or elated when there is happiness, who is free from attachment, fear, and anger, is called a sage of steady mind. So, Prabhupada in purport, he says, such a fully Krishna conscious person is not at all disturbed by the onslaughts of the threefold miseries. For he accepts all miseries as the mercy of the Lord, thinking himself only worthy of more trouble due to his past misdeeds. And he sees that his miseries by the grace of the Lord are minimized to the lowest. Similarly, when he's happy, he gives credit to the Lord, thinking himself unworthy of the happiness. He realizes due only to the Lord's grace, he is in such a comfortable condition and able to render better service to the Lord. And for the service of the Lord, he is always daring and active and is not influenced by attachment or aversion. So the devotee, he is the example of how to live happily in this material world. When the difficulties come, he accepts them. Yes, this is your mercy, Krishna, now. You are, you are reducing my karma and you're only giving me a token of what I actually deserve. And also, um, when he's happy, he thinks, well, this is also Krishna's mercy because I'm, I'm not qualified. to. I don't deserve this happiness either. But materialistic people, they feel, well, if, if they are successful, they think, oh, it is due to my hard labor and my intelligence. And like that. And when distress comes, they say, they think, why me? Why God is doing this to me? So sometimes devotees have a, have a problem also. There's a, we see a gap between our knowledge and our experience. We know the philosophy, but sometimes it's hard to realize it or hard to, to practically apply it. So one of our, um, my godbrothers, Trivikram Maharaj, she was talking with Srila Prabhupada, and he was saying that, you know, um, my body seems affected by the modes of nature. Um, we are experiencing desires. And Prabhupada said, you are not experiencing, your body is experiencing. You are feeling cold due to this body. You are not feeling cold. The devotee said, but I think I'm feeling cold. Prabhupada said, you are thinking, that is illusion. So the devotee said, so rise above that. Prabhupada said, yes, but not artificially. But this is the fact. You have to gradually rise to that platform. Just like when you are feverish, actually you are healthy. But it has come. So in the feverish condition, you're thinking, oh, I'm now feverish. But this feverish will not stay. You will come to the healthy stage. So don't be disturbed with the feverish condition. Go on with your duty. Don't misidentify Oh, now I became feverish, everything is finished. No, that is external. It has come, it will go. Just like seasonal changes, sometimes very hot, like now in Vrindavan. It's very hot, it's going to be 41 next week. Right now it's only 37. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's very cold, winter is very cold here. 
So if there's some feeling of pain and pleasure, just tolerate it. But don't be absorbed in that thought. That's all. Titikshava. The first symptom of a saintly person is to be tolerant. Titikshava. So one time, Srila Prabhupada was very sick for three days and nights. He had fever. He had pain in his stomach. He was tossing and turning. So after he became okay, after three days, his servant asked him, Does a pure devotee suffer? And um, Srila Prabhupada said, It was a lover's bite. So he saw the hand of Krishna in his suffering. And that's the difference uh, between an advanced devotee and, and a non-devotee. So this verse is about the threefold miseries, three kinds of miseries. Adi Bautic, Adi Daivic, and Adi Atmic. So these three miseries are described in Srimad Bhagavatam in Canto 7, Chapter 15, Verse 24. How can we overcome these threefold miseries? Uh, instruction is being given by Narada Muni to Yudhisthira, uh, Canto 7. So how to be free from adibotic, or adibotic means disturbances caused by other living entities. So the answer is by good behavior and freedom from envy, one should counteract sufferings due to other living entities. Then second one, Adi Daivik, miseries due to the demigods, due to the weather, due to outside forces, nature, earthquakes, hurricanes. How to counteract these miseries? By meditation and trance. One should counteract sufferings due to providence. And the third kind of misery is Adi Atmik. Misery is due to our body and our mind. So we can counteract that by practicing Hatha Yoga, Pranayama, and so forth. So let us go into more detail on these counteracting measures. Adibotic, um, miseries due to other living entities, we can counteract by good behavior and freedom from envy. There is a verse in Srimad Bhagavatam in the third canto, which describes through charitable gifts and attention, as well as through friendly behavior and by viewing all to be alike, one should... Um, Propitiate me who abide in all creatures as their very self. So we can give gifts. Uh, there is nectar of instruction, exchanging gifts, exchanging prasadam, uh, exchanging our mind, revealing our mind. Um, so our relationships are with juniors, with equals, and with seniors. So seniors, we need to give respect and service equals friendship and juniors mercy and if we behave in that way we can be free from the 
threefold miseries from that misery of um, other living entities. Even in ISKCON sometimes there's problems between devotees. So one time one devotee wrote to Prabhupada complaining, oh, I feel like in ISKCON it is, there's so much impersonalism. So Prabhupada wrote back in a letter, we should not expect that anywhere there is any utopia. Rather, that is impersonalism. People should not expect, even in the Krishna conscious society, there will be utopia. Because devotees are persons. Therefore, there will always be some lacking. But the difference is that they're lacking because they have given up everything to serve Krishna. Money, jobs, reputation, wealth, big, big educations, everything. Their lackings have become transcendental because despite everything they may do, their topmost intention is to serve Krishna. So um, one time this Dr. Patel, Prabhupada used to go on morning walks with Dr. Patel in Juhu Beach, and he was feeling compassionate for the devotees. It, there was a lot of austerity in Bombay in the early days. And so he went out collecting mattresses, blankets, pillows, mosquito nets, and he gave them to the devotees. But within two years, everything was finished. They were all missing and gone. So he complained to Prabhupada, you know, these devotees, they, they don't take care of their things. Of course, they, they didn't have a house to live in. They were just living in a hut, and anybody could come and steal anything at any time. So Sri Prabhupada answered, these devotees do not care if they have to sleep on the floor. They do not care if they get disease or, or don't have proper facilities. That liberation which you so much desire, they already have. So we should always look for the nectar, the good qualities of the devotees. Prabhupada said, not like the utopians who are like flies, who go to the open source or find the faults in a person. And because they cannot find anyone without faults, they want to become void, merge, nothing. They think that is utopia. So if there's sometimes slight disagreements between devotees, it's not due to impersonalism, but it's because they are persons, and such disagreements should not be taken very seriously. The devotee is always pessimistic about the material world but he's very optimistic about the spiritual life. So in this way, you should consider anyone engaged in Krishna's services always the best person. Uh, one time, Gurudas, my godbrother, was on a morning walk in Vrindavan with Srila Prabhupada. And Gurudas said to Prabhupada, I think cows Cow, cow dung is better than human stool. And Prabhupada said, oh, you have researched? <laughs> so, yes, Some, that is an analogy. There is an analogy that says uh, the wet cow dung was criticizing the dry cow dung because the dry cow dung was being burned into fire. He said, see, you're so dry, you're just going to be fuel. But he didn't realize when he becomes dry, he's also going to burn in the fire. So by good behavior, by being freedom 
free from envy, we can counteract the misery of other coming from other living entities. So now the second, oh, the Adidaivik, where is Adidaivik? Oh yes, meditation and trance. To counteract miseries due to um, <clears throat> nature, uh, too hot, too cold, and earthquakes and things like that. So one time in 2013 here in India, at uh, Kedarnath, the holy place of Lord Shiva, there was uh, an avalanche and uh, flooding, and the whole city <coughs> of Kedarnath was being destroyed. Only one big boulder came behind the temple and protected the temple. So right in front of the temple, there was one sadhu, one holy saintly person, he was meditating in trance and everything, the devastation was going on all around him and he was completely not worried and, and not disturbed just in his meditation. And uh, when the helicopters were coming up to, because all the roads were destroyed, helicopters were going up into the Himalayas to evacuate people, they asked him to come in the, in the helicopter and, and this this saintly person said, no, I will walk. <laughs> so he, he was a very special person. To be like that, I, I also just read a letter from one of the devotees in Ukraine who, they were in the Mal Maliapur, I think, I can't remember the name, Mali Maliapur, and there was no food, I mean, sh they got food although there was no way to get it. They got food, and but there was no electricity, no water, no um, heating, and it was very cold there, minus degrees. Um, so she said, and then they got, they all escaped. They all got out, and now they're going to Denmark, some of them. I, I think some are in Germany also, in uh, uh, Singhachalam. So she said her realization was that um, the only thing we have is the holy name. So this is this is our meditation and trance. We chant Hare Krishna, and Krishna protects us. So then, um, that is Adi Adi Daivik. And actually, why did this devastation happen? Because the government, there was a temple of Parvati below Lord Shiva, and, and then there's Lord Shiva's temple in Kedarnath. So the government decided to move Parvati's temple above Lord Shiva. So Parvati came to the Pujari in a dream, and she said, tell them not to move, tell them not to move the temple. And they moved, they didn't listen, and they moved it, and then this avalanche and destruction and flooding came after that. So then the other threefold miziyadi yatmik, that is due to body and mind. So Bhagavatam says, hatha yoga and pranayam. And Siddha Prabhupada describes that we do pranayam 
He said, as far as pranayama is concerned, chanting of the holy name of the Lord and dancing in ecstasy are also considered pranayama. So I went to a Vaishnavi retreat in Nepal and they started chanting and dancing at 7.30 at night, which was normally prasavan time. Um, and they were in so happy chanting and dancing they didn't notice the time. But there was one lady, Gujarati lady, and she noticed the time, and she was very hungry, and she was saying, it's prasadam time now, why don't we eat something? So then the devotee, nobody listened to her. They were so in ecstasy, chanting and dancing. So 8.30 came, and she said, what about prasadam? Nobody paid attention to her. She tried again at 9.30 at night, and and she was really, really hungry. But nobody, they were chanting and dancing in ecstasy. So then she decided, okay, I can't beat them. I might as well join them. So she also started chanting and dancing and she forgot about eating too. <laughs> so yes, by chanting and dancing our, our pranayama, then we can be free from hunger even, and threefold miseries. Uh, so another type of misdanger, one time Indra Swami was on an airplane and the airplane was having trouble landing. Every time the plane would come to land, then it would shake violently and, and the, air, the um, pilot had to go back up in the air. So the first time this happened, Maharaj chanting, Krishna, Hare Krishna. And the Christians were going, Jesus, and the Muslims were going, Allah. Uh, but next to Maharaj, there was one man, and he said, Swamiji, I do not believe in these things. I am a scientist. So the plane went back down and started shaking violently, and the scientist started looking very sick, and the plane went back up, and the scientist asked Maharaj, what is, what is that you're saying? And Hare Krishna, he said, no, whole thing, whole thing, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. So the plane, the pilot made an announcement, okay, we're going to try one more time. And if we don't succeed, we will go back to where we came from. So then um, the plane went down and started shaking and everybody was chanting. The scientist was also chanting Hare Krishna and the plane landed safely. So Maharaj said to the scientist, now, do you believe? And the scientist said, maybe. So Maharaj said, okay, here's my card. If you have any questions, you can contact me. So, um, yes, how can we, um, another way to counteract the misery of the body and mind is to uh, be regulated uh, in the sixth chapter a Bhagavad Gita, there is a verse in seventeenth verse in the sixth chapter. He who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation, and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system. So, eating, sleeping, work, and recreation. Sri Prabhupada has said there are three causes of disease: overeating anxiety, 
and on cleanliness. So we have to be careful of these three things. What is the attitude of the devotee? We heard a little bit in the purport. Um, there's another verse in the 10th canto, 14th chapter, Lord Brahma's prayers. That, yes, um, I hope against hope that I will get the mercy of the Lord. Munjana ivatma kitam vipakam, and I tolerate, I tolerate um, the reactions to my karma. And then, vivadva forbir viradhanamashte, I serve with body, mind, and words. Jiveta yomokti pade sadaya So if we can live doing these three things, just remain alive and serve Krishna, then we become qualified to go back to home, back to Godhead. So yes, uh, Vaishnavas depend on Krishna, we hope, we tolerate, we do service, and we go back to Godhead. So sometimes, uh, why we also question why devotees would suffer. And Vishnu Chakravati Thakur has an answer. He says, it is at night that the sunrise becomes attractive. During hot summer, cold water gives comfort. During cold winter months, warm water is pleasing. And lamp light appears attractive in darkness and not in the glaring light of the day. And when one is distressed by hunger, food tastes especially good. In other words, to strengthen his devotee's mood of dependence on him and longing for him, the Lord arranges for his devotees to go through some suffering and when he appears to deliver them, their gratitude and transcendental pleasure are boundless. So one devotee, he was a little confused. He said to Prabhupada, I'm confused because throughout your books and your lectures you say that when you become a devotee, you're on the transcendental platform. But at the same time, you talk about being affected by the modes of material nature. Although I'm a devotee, practicing the principles of devotional service and experiencing a certain amount of transcendental pleasure, at the same time, I feel affected by the modes of material nature. How is it I can be on the transcendental platform and still be affected by the modes of material nature? Sri Prabhupada answered, just like being on a boat. When you're on the boat, no one can say you're not on the boat. You are on the boat, but sometimes big waves will come and rock that boat, so your position on the boat may not be steady. Those waves are the modes of material nature, and the boat is a transcendental platform. You're on the transcendental platform, but sometimes the waves of material nature rock the boat, therefore your position is not steady. How will you become steady? For that, you have to learn from the captain of the boat, the spiritual master, how to steer the boat. If you learn expertly, then your position on the boat will be steady even in the greatest storm. Similarly, on the transcendental platform, if you learn from the spiritual master how to steer the boat transcendence to the ocean of material life, then you will become steady even in the greatest storm of the modes of material nature. So, in conclusion, I would like to share with you 
one prayer from Sachinandan Swami when we get some problems we can pray like this my Lord I cannot solve this alone it is beyond my capabilities intelligence plans ideas etc I sincerely request you to accept me as your surrendered soul and protect and maintain me protect means keep me in a situation where I can function and the problems of material existence don't upset my life that much and maintain me means maintain me on the spiritual platform if you do this simple step a very interesting thing happens the problem which looks so big now my life is finished will start to shrink until it's the size the hoofprint of a calf which you can easily step over so I will stop here if there's any questions or comments we can have that now Okay, looks like Ashutosh Sharma has a question. No. So we have some extra time. Should I talk about Prabhupada, my experiences with Prabhupada? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, well, right from the beginning, I was coming to the temple, and after a few months, the devotee said, why don't you just stay overnight for the weekend? Prabhupada is coming. I said, okay. So I stayed, and guess what? Prabhupada didn't come, but he sent four sannyasis, and one of them was Vishnu Jan Maharaj, Kirtaniya. So after going on Harinam for the whole weekend, I thought, I okay I'm not leaving I, I'm not going back home I want to stay and and what I understood was just because Prabhupada said he was coming he didn't even have to come he gave me that push that was necessary to I went and said goodbye to my husband and joined the temple but my husband joined two months later because he was a hippie and his philosophy was I won't work and after I left he had no source of income so he had to also join because devotees didn't work. <laughs> we just went on Harinam. He also became devotee too. So, uh, yeah, but it was Prabhupada's push somehow. And not only myself, four other people didn't go home that weekend. <laughs> four or five of us were staying and we didn't go home. So next thing happened was um, my initiation. And... Uh, I got initiation by mail. Prabhupada was in India, I was in Florida. And he sent me a letter. He said, first birth is from your mother and father, but real birth is from the spiritual master. So now um, he gave me six instructions. So generally 16 rounds. Follow the regular principles. Go on Sinkirtan and preach. Read and study all my books do deity worship so those I did 
I was Pujari in Calcutta for seven years, DT worship. I was doing book distribution in Bombay for seven years, um, village to village, train station to train station. And then since the last 20 years, I'm studying and teaching the books of Prabhupada. So those instructions I've been following, one instruction is yet to, to, ha to go, and that instruction is to um, 24 hours be engaged in service. That still has to be done. <laughs> um, and then he sent me a second letter, how to do these things. He said, three qualities you need, sincerity and... Uh, Hmm, I forgot the second one. Sincerity, in, enthusiasm. Sincerity, enthusiasm, and cooperation with the other devotees, too. Those three things. Two were personal and one was with the group. Uh, so, then we, uh, Prabhupada asked for 50 devotees to go to India. And from our temple, we were chosen. And we went to India with a one-way ticket, because he told us to go, but he didn't tell us to go back. So we, we didn't go back. <laughs> we just stayed in India since 1972. And we became Pujari in Calcutta. And sometimes Prabhupada would chastise us, sometimes he would praise us. Uh, he would, sometime, one time he saw the ghee lamps were not clean. He said, who has done this? And then you have to, we have to go up. He was like our temple president in India. He was doing everything. He was, he saw something was dirty. He said, oh, who has, who has done this? So then he chastised us. Another time he praised us. And he said, um, so it was Mangalarti and, uh, not Mangalarti, Darshanarti. And he, he was very pleased with the Darshan and he called us up and said, uh, thank you very much for worshipping the deity so nicely. And then when we were offering obeisances, he said something which we didn't hear, but one sannyasi told us afterwards, he said, be blessed. So, wow, we got the blessings <laughs> of the guru. Time, but we couldn't retire at the age of 27, you know. <laughs> it was So what I understood was you need to get the blessings every day you have to earn the blessing. Maybe you got the blessing one day, okay. But then next day and next day you have to keep earning the blessings. You have to keep earning the blessings. So then when I was also typing for him, uh, he, he came, came to Calcutta one time and uh, he was on his way to Mayapur and his Sanskrit editor knew me from, from Boston where I joined. I was typing Bhagavad Gita there. He said, so Prabhupada is going to translate Chaitanya Charitamrita. We need somebody to transliterate the Bengali. Uh, so you have, um, we're leaving tomorrow and uh, you need to learn how to read Bengali before you go. I said, no problem. Impossible is a word in a fool's dictionary, right? I learned in two, two hours I learned to read Bengali and then I was off with Prabhupada the next day. And in Mayapur, we were living in the Lotus Building, which was under construction. And uh, so there were, there were no windows, there were just holes in the wall. 
So I was typing for Prabhupada and he was walking on the veranda and he looked in my window and I had this, um, I had the earphones on listening to him. I had the big Bengali Chaitanya to open. So I would hear Prabhupada say the Bengali. I would read in the book and I would type it in English for him. And Prabhupada said, oh, you know Bengali? I said, yes, Shri Prabhupada. Come to my room, come to my room. So then he said, so I want you to learn how to type in Bengali letters and we will do many books together. So I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to get to travel with Prabhupada, but that never happened. Um, but what happened 30 years later is I started writing books. And now I've written 19 books, which of which 16 are in print. No, I've written 21 books, of which 16 are in print now, um, available from Indian BBT. But that came true, what Prabhupada said, that you know, we will write many books together. Because I felt like my writing these books was with Srila Prabhupada, with his inspiration. So another, so it was like the words of a pure devotee must come true. And he, I did learn to type on a Bengali typewriter when Bengali Brahmachari was teaching me. And I said to this Brahmachari, I said, look, you don't have to look at the keys. You just look at the right at where you're typing and then you just do the keys remember your fingers remember where the keys are so he said oh now I understand what Prabhupada told me Prabhupada said you teach her and you learn from her also so I was teaching him touch typing touch typing um, so then another thing Prabhupada said that happened again like a prophecy that was like a prophecy and um, it was in Vrindavan in 1972. I went there for Nectar of Devotion classes. And it was be so beautiful. I mean, uh, the Radha Damodar Temple, it was, well, it was not built up much. It was pretty much lots of, lots of rocks and things and there was, but the dust was there, and which 500 years ago the six Goswamis used to sit in that dust, and we were sitting in that same dust, and uh, and hearing from Srila Prabhupada. So it was very wonderful. After the class, we would go for darshan to Prabhupada's room, and he would actually give us instructions like. Um, when he said, don't associate with the Babaji's because they are like monkeys, they don't wear much clothes, they're vegetarian, but they have many she-monkeys. And he said, don't make offense to Vrindavan or else next life you become a hog, dog, or monkey in Vrindavan. Another thing happened when there were some bananas at Prabhupada's feet and one monkey ran in the room and grabbed the bananas and ran out. And Prabhupada said, see how intelligent this monkey is. None of you will dare to do that. So um, well, then one thing he did say, he, he said to me, so my sister tells me you speak Bhagavatam very nicely. So I couldn't remember speaking Bhagavatam at all, but then I remember on Jamashtami day in Calcutta, I was sitting and reading Krishna book. And Prabhupada's sister was sitting in front of me 
and I was reading in English and she didn't know any English and she was just crying and so she told Prabhupada I speak Bhagavad so nicely <laughs> and it happened 30 years later I started teach I was teaching Bhakti Vai and Bhakti Vedanta course the whole 12 cantos with Burijan I started speaking Bhagavatam so these things were like two things in my life the writing the books and speaking Bhagavatam were like if the words of a pure if a pure body says something his words must come true so that came true in my life um, so one time I went on a morning walk with Prabhupada in Juhu Beach, Bombay. I was a little bit late, I was running to catch up, and I caught up and Prabhupada was talking with so many people, but he, he, as soon as I came, he stopped everything, turned around, Hare Krishna. I thought, wow, who am I? <laughs> that, that he will stop everything and say Hare Krishna to me, I'm just some insignificant devotee among thousands. But Prabhupada had the time for everyone. And one thing on that walk, he was walking so fast. And he was 70-something, I was 20-something. And I was thinking, how? I cannot keep up with him. We cannot, how does he walk so fast? And I was always trying to figure out Srila Prabhupada. In the, when he would give a class, watch his every move, watch what he was doing. But I could never figure him out. Now another time was um, in Calcutta, I was doing the Mangal Arti. And I went to turn around to offer the ghee lamp, and there was Prabhupada standing right behind me, like four inches, for uh, not very far behind. I don't know how much that is in centimeters, some a few centimeters behind me. And uh, so I uh, I didn't know what to do, so I did a quick puja, and then I offered him the, the ghee lamp. Uh, then whole arti, Mangal arti. He was standing right behind me, watching me. So after that arti, I thought, wow, I should always think that while I'm doing my service, Prabhupada is standing right behind me and watching me. Another thing happened in, um, Prabhupada was giving Bhagavad Gita class in Calcutta. It was Avajananti Mahmudha, chapter 9, verse 11. And so the brahmacharis, they had books, the, the ladies had no books, and the brahmacharis were saying the verse, and then it came ladies' turn, and there was no board and there was no books, but I knew the verse from memory, so I said the verse from memory. And Prabhu was so happy that I knew that verse. He really wanted us to learn the books. So we should try always to think that, yes, Prabhupada is watching me, our Guru is watching me, what am I doing? Try to earn the blessings every day and uh, then we will progress quickly. He said, if, if I follow those six instructions, I will go very fast on the path back to Godhead, very swiftly. So are there any questions now about anything? I see something in the chat. Mataji, I have a question. Okay, who is uh, that, Veena? Yes, uh, Mataji, as you said that that to get rid of the miseries, you have to learn from expertly from your captain of the boat, that is our spiritual master. Yeah. And now, actually, we don't have the personal association with the spiritual master. If you can elaborate more onto it, how do we learn from him? 
and uh, so if you can just elaborate on this explanation yes well the main thing is to follow the instructions that's your connection your connection with the spiritual master is not physical but it's to follow his when you're following his instructions when you're chanting Hare Krishna then you are associating with him it's called the Vani instead of the Vapu we follow the Vani so any instruction your guru has given you you follow that and you are in touch and you are connected you are connected with him that's what we are doing we're trying to follow the instructions of the spiritual master And as you mentioned that now, uh, that to learn very expertly, uh, to learn uh, from the expert, that is spiritual master, how to get, you know, uh, how to, like you give an example that he is the captain of the boat and he uh, mm. he uh, uh, drives a boat in an ocean of uh, miseries uh, very smoothly. So how do we learn all this? I mean, just uh, just uh, for my understanding. Yeah, yeah. well. Uh, um one way is by reading Prabhupada's books um, because like today one of Prabhupada's instructions was you have to tolerate um, because there's miseries are going to come so his instruction okay if you want to be free from misery then you have to tolerate first instruction to Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita you have to tolerate it's going to it's coming it will go just and then try to read other parts of Bhagavad Gita. These, these, um, the Shastra will help you. To um, but you have to pra you have to uh, practice what you hear in the in the books. Like Gita says, tolerate. You need to practice to tolerate. You need to practice. You need to apply the the what says in the Shastra, what it says in Gita and Bhagavatam to your life. And then. Just like today, we also heard how if some difficulty comes, we should accept it as mercy. So how, how can we practice accepting difficulty as mercy? Well, there's, there's a nice exercise you can do. You can write down ten reasons why you're thanking Krishna for this difficulty. Like, for example, oh, thank you, you know, somebody's computer got broken. Thank you, Krishna. For breaking my computer because now uh, I will use my brain more. Thank you, Krishna, for breaking my computer because now I will get more exercise. Thank you, Krishna, for breaking my computer because now I won't go so much on the internet and be in Maya. Thank you, Krishna, for breaking my computer because now I will get a new one. <laughs> anyway, if you make this list when the difficulties come, your whole mentality will change because you see the the positive in, in the difficult time, you see the positive things that are there. And that you see the hand of Krishna. And you thank Krishna, yes, thank you. And not only does your attitude change, but the thing, like my the person whose computer broke after he did the ten reasons, computer started working again. And that, I've had that experience too. That I, I do the reasons why I thank Krishna and then Everything changes. Your life changes. Your everything. You become happy, and the computer starts working. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh -huh. Any other questions?
devotees if you have any question please uh, please uh, please you can ask mataji okay so it's a brand question mataji who it no. seems there no question no question okay no question. so we can stop here now it's almost an hour Thank you so much, Mataji, for giving your association and nectarin lecture. Uh, we have a temple president, His Grace Siddhi Sadhana Das. Uh, Prabhuji would like to say some words uh, uh, okay. for Mataji. Yeah, I just, I just want to say, Mataji, really, it is my privilege to listen to you. And uh, I was have a few times uh, opportunity to listen to you in the Vrindavan, you know, when you are giving oh. also lectures it is uh, really nice to see you again Thank and you. Uh, your experience with Srila Prabhupada it is really precious for all of us and how we can uh, reach this goal of devotional service it is really nice to see you again Thank you. Thank you. okay which temple is this M uh, Munich yeah, this is this is a new center. We are get permission. This is new center in Munich. We are oh. get from we are get uh, permission from uh, Dina Sharana Mataji, who is GBC here, oh. that we are open new center. It is named Iskon Mukunda Desh Munich. Oh, okay, good. good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we are start uh, before few months actually, uh, and we are searching a new place. Uh, that we can uh, invite the devotees. We have also really nice Gorpurni festival, around 70, 80 devotees there mm. come and we are uh, celebrate, you know, together. Good. It was really nice. After so many uh, time we are waiting because of this COVID situation. Oh, yes. We didn't have uh, permission from government, you know, that we are, uh, that we are organized something like that. You know? Oh, that's nice to hear. It is yeah. good now. Like that. We are trying the best. Good, good. Yeah. Okay, Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna Mataji. Hare Bol.